You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Whatever you do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Folks, your team oh. every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how we are going to talk to Bart Winkler today, my buddy from WSSP in Milwaukee, part of the Odyssey family. Check him out and check me out. I'm on the show today uh, in the morning. You probably are are listening to this uh, after that already happened. So, you know, go check that out on the Odyssey app. Uh, me on, on Bart's show. We are going to talk before we get to Bart. And don't worry, we're going to talk a lot about Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers with Bart, uh, who who famously did not like the Jordan Love pick. And related is the latest with Aaron Rodgers. And James Jones went on Colin Cowherd's show and offered his unique insight. Remember, this is someone who is very close with Aaron Rodgers, who broke the Rodgers contract news, who speaks to him regularly and says on a Major platform, hey, I talked to Aaron Rodgers and this. That is not done without the QB's say-so or sign-off or trust or knowledge, whatever. Aaron Rodgers is not going to be happy if James Jones goes on Colin Cowherd and says something off-message or something that hurts his negotiating power or hurts his PR. But when James Jones goes on Colin Cowherd and says what he's been saying all along, that this is fixable and that Aaron Rodgers is willing to go in there and fix it, that is something that I think we need to take and pay attention to. But it's more than that. And so, OK, this is this is, uh, you know, uh, in line with what he's been saying. This is fixable. This is fixable. This is fixable. A.J. Hawk, this is fixable. John Kuhn, this is fixable. The players who know Aaron, who have been close to Aaron, are saying this is fixable. And yet, when you hear the, the reporting of it, and, and you say, okay, people that are close to Roger's circle are saying he's not coming back. So there is this dissonance. Well, James offered the most concrete demand that we have heard from Aaron Rodgers on the record. Remember the Charles Robinson article. We have this sourced speculation in that piece of, well, if the the GM were no longer there, that could be the olive branch that Aaron Rodgers needs. Very, very specifically is not a call to have him fired, but just to, hey, you know, if they were going to do this, it, it might make Rodgers happy. That's not, I mean, it is on the record insofar as it is sourced, but no one's name is attached to it. This is what James said on the record, presumably with the sign-off of the QB, about his frustration and what would make him happy. It's not about who you're bringing in. What Rodgers wants is, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, a little input on who you're letting out of the building. When you've got guys like Jordy Nelson willing to take a pay cut to play, and you're saying, no, you got to get out of here anyway, Jordy Nelson could finish sentences for Aaron Rodgers just because this guy can run a little faster doesn't mean I'm going to get more success. 
I said this on Twitter. Uh, that seems like an, an eminently reasonable premise. The problem that I have with that idea is not the idea. It's that if that's where that if that's all this was about, it'd be solved. Because the Packers would say, deal. Any veteran we're gonna cut or not resign, we'll come talk to you about. That's an easy call, Aaron. And and it should have already been happening. It, when when Jordy Nelson says, I'm gonna take a pay cut. If you're the front office, and this is Brian Gutekind's first move, and this, this might have been what, what set him off on the wrong foot with Rodgers from the jump. His first move, essentially, as GM in the offseason is to move on from Jordy Nelson, who was willing to take a pay cut to come back and play with Aaron Rodgers one more time. Would it have changed the outcome of the season? No, I've said that over and over and over. But would it have allowed a, a, a franchise great, a fan favorite, and a quarterback favorite to go out on his terms? Yes. Would it have hurt the development of your young receivers? I don't think so. I really don't think so because, unfortunately, the reality is Jamon Moore has flamed out of the league. Uh, MVS, not the same kind of player as Jordy Nelson at, at that point in his career. And Equinemius St. Brown, they all could have played on the field at once, if necessary. Add in Devontae Adams. I mean, Jordan Nelson could have been playing, you know, we talked about this a couple years ago on this show, that big slot role for Mike McCarthy. A lot of ways this could have gone down. It's reasonable to say, hey, I want some say. Before you, before you make an offer to Julius Peppers, let's talk about what he means to this locker room. Let's talk about what he means to the young players. Let's talk about how he can help us win football games, even if he's not what he once was. And by the way, he went to Carolina and played well. Charles Woodson went back to Oakland and played well, played a different position. In fact, you can go back and look at multiple bad decisions. Now, that the Charles Woodson one was not a, a Brian Gutekinds. But you can go back and look at multiple decisions by Ted Thompson where they said, okay, this guy cannot play for us because we think we're okay at safety. Micah Hyde, Charles Woodson, each that kind of guy. Oh, well, Micah Hyde can't be our free safety because haha, Clinton Dix is our safety, sorry. Oh, Charles Woodson, and and I don't even know, I, they, I think they just assumed he was old and washed and, and not going to help the team anymore. And yet there they were in 2014, competing very directly for a Super Bowl. And who knows how things could have been different if Charles Woodson had been on that team. There's certainly no doubt in my mind he plays that that two-point conversion try that HaHa Clinton Dix misplayed as poorly as any I've ever seen. But in 2013, Woodson was, was good. And in 2014, he was better. I mean, he left Green Bay at 36 and in the following three seasons had 10 interceptions, four and five his final two years in the league. So it's not that Rodgers, you know, would be some virtuoso talent evaluator, but these veteran guys are different. They're different and they're different than Jake Kumaro. We have to differentiate those two. So that is that is how this could become a compromise. Hey, um, don't get on our backs about the Jake Kumaro stuff. Just like relax about that. Uh, the, you know, the, the sixth receiver on the roster, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But with these veterans, we want to loop you in. We want you to be part of the process. We understand that that stuff matters.
Now, we talked yesterday about Jordan Love, and he didn't play particularly well in practice yesterday. And how does Jordan Love, if he's not good or if he is good, how does it affect the leverage with Aaron Rodgers? And a lot of people had takes. And there were people out there going, hey, well, with the way, you know, Jordan Love threw the ball today, Aaron Rodgers has a lot of leverage. And then he goes out on Wednesday and lights it up. He is awesome. Awesome. Deep balls, shot plays, into coverage, double coverage, seam throws, wheel routes, slinging it. Slinging it. And there are a lot of people who had their takes on Tuesday who are going, I hope no one sees that. I really hope no one remembers that I tweeted that thing yesterday that that decided what Jordan Love was before we even saw him take more than two days worth of reps in mini camps. I hope no one saw that. Crap. Crap. I hope no one saw that. Guess what? We saw it. And we know. We know who you are. We know who you are. Jordan Love said... If he were to be the starter in week one, would he be ready? He said 100%. And why is that? Because he's been training for this moment. We did indeed hear from from Love yesterday, and and I, I, I was I was impressed with with what he said, how he handled himself. You know, of course, we're going to body language doctor this all, but you know, I, I think he said a lot of the things that that you wanted to hear. And, and things that you hope to hear from a guy that, that feels like, hey, they drafted me to, to be the guy. And that's what I'm going to try and be. So, you know, look, I don't, I don't want to pretend to know what Jordan Love is. And I said this on Twitter. Anyone who says they know for sure what Jordan Love is right now, do not listen to that person. That person is lying to you. And, and that includes people within the organization. Because I've talked to people in the organization and they're trying to figure this all out. And when when you are saying on the record in front of, you know, in front of a press conference, hey, yeah, we we don't know what we have until we see him in games. I mean, Matt LaFleur, I think, went out of his way to just be like, we don't know. Yeah, he, he had a good day of practice yesterday. He had a bad day of practice the day before. We're trying not to get too high, too low with him. We want him to get better every day. And until we see him in the game, we're just not going to know. Nathaniel Hackett. Until we see him, we're not going to know. David Bakhtiari, Devontae Adams. They get it. And so we don't need to make these, these sweeping judgments. And Bears fans are already ready to write the obituary on Green Bay. It would be wonderful schadenfreude if it turns out Jordan Love has to play and is good. That is certainly in the realm of possibility. And he showed Wednesday the talent you know, this is this has been a common thing that's been brought up. Oh, the narrative, that dirty narrative that, oh, well, when Rogers was early in his career, we saw the arm talent. He he showed it. It was there. It was we knew. No, you, first of all, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Second of all, we didn't. no one saw Jordan Love last year. He got no reps. He got nothing. He got no preseason. He got you know, scant training camp opportunities and nothing during the season. So this this is this is like the idea that anyone has a clue what he is. I mean, Matt LaFleur said it. He's running plays now that he maybe had run two or three times before. And on the first day with, with all of the, the new guys, Devontae Adams in the building, Devin Funches, EQ, MVS, Alan Lazard, he's supposed to just be perfect. 
But then guess what? You know what I really liked? Day two, he comes out after having a mediocre to bad day one and plays great. Overcoming adversity is so important for a quarterback. And I don't want to oversell the adversity of a bad day of minicamp. But to come out locked in and, and have it not affect your confidence in your ability to throw deep, to make these plays down the field, I mean, that is a good sign. That is a good sign. And and Matt LaFleur talked about it after practice. You know, this defense is designed to keep everything in front. And so when he was checking the ball down every time, guess what? That's the defense doing its job. The defense is designed to not give up these plays. And, and so this sort of works as a double evaluation of Jordan Love. Oh, yeah, that day, defense played great. This day, Jordan torched a defense that is designed to not give up those plays. He made deep shots against the defense designed to not do that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs baseball, basketball, hockey, fights, golf, everything you could be looking for. Bet Online has you covered. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance. NBA playoffs is an awesome thing to have some fun gambling on. The, the Stanley Cup playoffs is preposterously fun just to watch. Imagine if you had money on the games and U.S. Open golf right around the corner. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as team preps for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Joining me now from WSSP in Milwaukee. I actually, I think I got the call letters wrong the last time you came on, Bart. I apologize for that. But we are in the in the same family now, the Odyssey family. It is great to have you on. Uh, and let, let us talk about your favorite player in the National Football League. Are you ready to accept Jordan Love into your heart? You know what? Uh, I am. Uh, I, I, I am. I, so I did not. Let me just remind people. I did not like the pick. I didn't understand the pick. I didn't like that they traded up. I didn't like that they gave up a fourth round pick. Why would you make this pick at this time? All of that. I didn't like the pick. And while I still understand that Rogers gives you a better chance to win a Super Bowl, and that's ultimately what I've always wanted is just win a Super Bowl with these guys. You can't take these Hall of Fame quarterbacks for granted. Yes, the Packers have been very lucky, but you cannot take them for granted. You got to do whatever you can to win with them. This whole offseason, I want I want Aaron Rodgers back, but I also I do want Jordan Love to succeed. And so if I was a little younger or a little earlier in my radio tenure, I maybe really wanting Jordan Love to fail because I've been so outspoken that I that I don't think he's going to be good, that I didn't like the pick. But right. I, I do. I want the team to be good. And I, I, you know, these conversations about how bad the Packers will be if, if he's the starter and uh, how the season's basically, a, you know, a wasted year if, if he's got to start this year. I just they're a good team. They've got a good coach. And as a Packer fan, it like, 
it it rallies me around this guy. Like, no, 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 no. You guys in Chicago and Minnesota and Detroit and wherever you are, you can kind of laugh that our quarterback is in Hawaii or golfing or wherever, whatever existential plane he's on right now. <laughs> and he's not in Green Bay. That's fine. But this is still, I mean, th- you're still ripping on us as, as Packer fans. This is our guy. Whoever takes snaps under center is going to be our guy. I don't know how it will go. I, I, I'm hoping for the best, despite how much I did not like the pick and still can't probably be convinced into it until Jordan Love wins a Super Bowl. I, I'm rooting. For, I'm, I'm absolutely, absolutely, absolutely rooting for him. So this is a question that I have. I have. I'm so excited to ask you because I've been. I've been. I, I don't want to say I've been waiting to ask you since this news broke. But ever since I decided I wanted to talk to you, I have. I have just like so excited to ask you this question. Since the news broke with Aaron Rodgers, and he has done what he, whatever he has done from a messaging standpoint, and then told people whatever he's told him. You know, your mileage may vary on the reports. I get that. Has has your mind changed at all about the wisdom of the Jordan Love pick, given what has transpired over the last six months? And I, I know that that's a weird question because the Jordan Love pick contributed to the situation that the team is in. But understanding that this is this is what the reaction was. Have you have you like tried to put those pieces together and go, oh, maybe maybe this is actually why the Packers made that pick? You know, there's there's been so much, and we've heard so little from Rodgers. Uh, what we have heard from Rodgers has been interesting, and I'll talk about that in a second. But one of the things that I realized or wondered right away with this was they drafted Jordan Love and they got this reaction from Rodgers. Is that what they wanted? Is mm. that what they were expecting? Oh, did did they think you that see? look, we've had these problems with Rodgers? Uh, he wants to play here forever. There's not going to be a clean break, no matter what we do. If if we if we draft a quarterback, we obviously know how he'll react, right? And and we we're, we're gonna we're gonna think of it as the straw that breaks the camel's back, although a very very heavy weighted down straw. So I do wonder if. You know, because Goody, they know this guy. I mean, they know Rodgers. They know how this guy works. I, I keep thinking of Murphy reportedly calling him and saying, don't be the problem. It's not like Gutekinds is oblivious to the personality that Aaron Rodgers carries. So if if it's the foresight to think at some point Rodgers is going to be pushed to the brink, we're going to need an option available to turn to you have to make that pick at some point. Now they must've, again, they have scouted Jordan love a lot more than I have, or any of us have. So they must've really liked this guy, but then they also knew it would take some time for him to get ready. At least that's what we're hearing there. So I don't know if they expected it to go this quickly, but at some point they knew they were going to move on to love. And there was a reason they thought there was a clean break. They thought that Rogers skills would deteriorate. He may act like this. I don't know, but I think, uh, I think it does. You just, you can't look at this as a, you know, a binary issue. It's not, there's so many factors at play here. What's interesting with the, the Rogers holdout now, I guess we are going to call it this holdout is, and I, 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 
just heard James Jones on Cowherd show. I'm sure you did too. I'm sure a lot of people did. Yep. And even with what Aaron Rodgers said to Kenny Maine about how it's about people and it's about, you know, the way that some of these guys get treated on their way out, you know, you, they still have gas in the tank. They've given you so much. Well, you know, why don't you, why don't you stay with this guy? And, and I know Jordy Nelson so well. So if, if the choice is Jordy Nelson or Jimmy Graham, who you think might be a little bit better, well, I'd rather have Jordy Nelson because, you know, we're like, we can, we, we can read each other's minds. So I'd rather yeah. have that than you go getting Jimmy Graham, even though if that's what you think improves the team, listen to me on this. But it seems like ironically, no one was a bigger fan of Jimmy Graham in training camp than Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's another weird thing about this guy. This guy, again, I'll, I'll call him a personality chameleon. Somebody make this painstaking, make a painstaking effort to go back and listen to every one of Aaron Rodgers press conferences ever. Uh, every other one, he'll call someone his best friend. Yeah. It's really weird. But we, so we, need, we need Reddit to get on this. Someone on Reddit, please do this. Please post it. And I will read however many thousands of words it is. It probably only happened like three times, but somebody <laughs> do it anyway. But with Rogers, it's like he, he, he wants the organization to realize that he doesn't like the way that they go about the dismissal of their veterans. Okay, that's fine. I just don't know what the tangible thing is that's going to happen that the Packers can offer him for him to return. If it's about money, I think this would have been settled. If it's about the guaranteed deal, he wants more guaranteed years. I think the Packers, you know, I don't know. I don't know if they want to do that, but reportedly they've, they've offered that. He wants to kind of go back in time and, and have these guys still be Packers, or he wants to, Make sure it doesn't happen again, but all that the Packers can say is words. And then Rodgers is going to have to take them at their word and trust them. So I don't, other than just a change of heart, I don't know what the tangible thing is for Rodgers. And that's why you look back at Goody. Aaron Rodgers is going to turn 38. He's been in this league. This is almost a, a like a, a negative aspect of being in the league so long with one team. Everyone you've ever played with is gone. I mean, even though he's close with like Bakhtiari now and whoever, really the only guys, Devontae, really the only guy that's been there is, is t- his tenure is Mason Crosby. Everybody else that he gets attached to, whether it's a coach or a player, these guys all leave. So, of course, he's going to be upset about how they're dismissed, but they're all going to be dismissed at some point anyway. You're the one winning in the MVP. You're the one having the Hall of Fame career. Clay Matthews was running out of steam. Jordy Nelson was running out of gas. Jake Kumaro wasn't good. So these guys are going to eventually not be there anymore. And that's kind of, you know, that's, that's comes with the territory of being with a team for that long. Yeah. And, and what I also think is interesting here and, you know, Aaron Rodgers has, has said very little in all of this. Right. And, and that is part of, I, I think a lot of fans problem in all of this. It's like, can we, can we just hear from Rodgers? It's really easy to say, oh, Adam Schefter or this, um, Adam Schefter or that. I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But to me, when I when I think of what you, you know, th- this point that you're making, and I think it's a great one, by the way, um, that 
what is it that that Rogers specifically wants? James Jones offered, you know, that little morsel of, oh, he wants some say. The thing about making these sort of uh, esoteric promises is no matter what happens, the Packers know that Aaron Rodgers can throw this grenade again in a year or two years or three years because he's got three years left on his deal. Whatever new deal, if they give him one that he signs, doesn't matter. He can do this again. And so he can, in a sense, hold them to their word by saying, you know, or or at least there is this implicit threat of, I can do this again in a year if you don't stick to this. And when I was going back and I was trying to put together a timeline of all this, I went back to some some news clippings around the time of the Super Bowl. And shortly after that, uh, Aaron Rodgers said in the media that he was told that they would bring back his guys. And then I don't remember if it was 2012 or 2013, they don't bring back James Jones. And he says, I was told when I signed my deal, they were going to bring these guys back. And now I think we're seeing the manifestation of, hey, if you don't do the thing that you say, I can just do this again. And and I think people are going to be on my side. At least that's that's Roger's perspective on all of this. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's really interesting that this offseason that he decides to do this is the offseason that they pretty much brought everybody back. Yeah. They, they brought back... Uh, Aaron Jones, which we didn't think was possible. The only guys they lost were, I mean, you couldn't afford Corey Lindsley uh, and you, you couldn't afford Jamal Williams and the, 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 they brought everybody else back. So again, he's reacting to this like all a year too late. Now he feels he's got that leverage possibly because he won the MVP. And so he might think, well, if I'm ever going to do this, they want they you know they're not ready to move on to love at least he doesn't think so and i just won the mvp so they need me we are so close to a super bowl they need me but i he doesn't he doesn't have leverage and and i don't i don't want the packers to trade him at all certainly not before next draft or next offseason he's got he's got no leverage he can hold out and pot, but, but and do what Ian Rappaport had an interesting thought today on our station, uh, which you can find on the Odyssey app. And and I hope that's where you're at right now. What a terrific app. Such fine programs such as uh, Charlie and uh, whatever her sister, D'Amelio, the TikTok girls. There's a great podcast about uh, the Astros cheating. I mean, if you want audio that you're literally not going to find anywhere else, the Odyssey app is for you. I... I heard Ian Rappaport, though, say, I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded. He's never said that he wants to be traded. He, yeah, he might, it, that he was might. so great. The, it was the like, you know, you know what could be motivating Rodgers to not ask for a trade? He doesn't want to be traded. Imagine he doesn't that. Traded. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't want to be traded. I, I think that if, if it, it might just be as simple as he was embarrassed last year. And now he wants to embarrass the people that embarrassed him. It might be that simple. One thing that needs to be fixed, though, is they got they got we got to get an answer at some point. And I'm fine with it being at the beginning of training camp because that's really he was never going to report this week. And I, I don't know why some people were thinking that I, I don't know how anyone in their right mind thought he was going to report this week. I just I don't get it. Training camp is the issue. If he's not there day one of training camp, 
I mean, you're going to, you have to jump both feet in the water on Jordan love. You can't just prep for two weeks for Jordan love and be like, was Rogers coming back or not? And then two weeks later, he decides to come back. Cause then, yeah, all the team will be like, okay, well, Rogers over love for sure. But you start to, you start to mess with those dynamics. I just, I, I just hope we get an answer to this when training camp starts, he can do whatever he wants for the next seven, eight weeks. And that's, you know, what I've kind of looked at this is his summer of George Costanza where he's all <laughs> over the place because it's so wild. Peter. We haven't, we barely heard from him. Yeah. Yet constantly see him. Right. We, he is everywhere. We, he hosted Jeopardy for two weeks for goodness sake. And, uh, his, and the fans fawned over that. I wonder if there are people who regret their tweets fawning over him on Jeopardy now. Oh, I know. I mean, and he's going to be in this golf event coming up. He's not, he's not like trying to stay out of <laughs> no the media. <laughs> he's not low point. profile at all. What, what did you, did you see the, the quote from the, the Tyler Dunn story? The, you know, what, what, why are we waiting around? Basically it was like, you know, we're six weeks from training camp. We gotta, we gotta figure this out or yeah. not. Yeah. I agree with that. Like if you're the, if you're a player in that locker room, how, how are you viewing all of this? Cause I think that's the thing that I'm, that I'm so fascinated by. Cause you know, I've, I've talked to some people, I've heard some things and you, you sort of get mixed reactions on this. You get, you know, I think David, David Bakhtiari put it sort of perfectly when he said, you know, as a friend, I want Aaron Rodgers to do what he feels is best, but as a teammate, I want him back here. And it seemed like Devonte Adams, you know, said the same thing. This is this is a really difficult thing for these players because they're like, yeah, as a, as a player and as a fellow player, I want to empower him. But as a teammate, get your ass in here. Let's go win a Super Bowl, guy. Yeah, and I think still where we're at right now with this uh, this week of practices, you know, and it's it's fun to try to dissect what's going on, and it's you know. Yeah, the Jordan Love has a bad day of practice, and you're like, who cares? Practice. Jordan Love has a good day. You're like, okay, you know, it matters based on the result. Right now, again, if he if he's gonna take his time and do whatever, fine. They were able to do a lot of this last year without a preseason, without training camp, and Rodgers won the MVP. Okay, but now everybody is going to be on the same level playing field again. Training camps are going to be up and ready to go that last week of July. And you're going to have to start planning. And I know there's preparation now, but that's really to me when it starts, you're going to have to start planning. Well, how are we going to try to win a Super Bowl? And we're going to need to know that day, whether it's with Aaron Rodgers or with Jordan Love. And if it's if if Rodgers isn't there for three weeks, all right, well, then you start to adapt. What are Love's strengths? What can we build in this offense around that? What are some of the things we're not confident with him? Let's take those things out and let's really by week one, have a playbook that we think is going to allow us to win the most amount of games possible. And if you start doing that and then three weeks in Rogers is like, I'm back now. Well, then you just wasted, I think three weeks of, of preparing for something that was never going to happen. So I would like this situation. If he's not going to be there day one, it's almost like, then don't be here day 15. We need you. We need you day one, Aaron, and you've got to make up your mind by then. That is the perfect place to leave this part. Uh, awesome to talk to you. I'm so glad we got to do this. And uh, for, for people listening to this, um, hopefully you, you tuned in to my appearance on Bart Show. If you didn't, hey, guess what? I bet you can hear it on the, on the Odyssey app. Am I right about that, Bart? 
You are the Odyssey app. Do, 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 do. It's very terrific. It is free to download and it's free to listen to. And I do appreciate you having me on here. Uh, the reaction that I got last time was very positive because on Twitter, I think, uh, where, where some people might know me, it's hard to condense. I think, I think I'm a well thought out reason, logical guy, mm-hmm. but on Twitter, it's hard to, it's hard, it's hard, to, it's hard to, it's hard to be that. And I also tweet a lot of <laughs> times of the night when I should be. Uh, so here in a civilized, you know, sober atmosphere, I thank you for allowing me to express myself. Well, I, I, I will apologize to our listeners for this being a, a sober and reasonable atmosphere. That is not what I try and provide here on Locked on Packers. No, um, Bart, this was great, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Peter. Awesome to talk to Bart. Uh, he and I used to used to bicker like, you know, an old married couple on Twitter. And, and now we now we do it on podcasts and radio appearances. And it's great. I uh, love talking to him. Uh, we have a fun time. And uh, you guys really liked the last time he came on. So, um, yeah, I was, I was glad to have him back. And uh, today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer. You have a smartphone. That means you have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oils, and even new carpet. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much on the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And why? Because they're all covered in 100% chocolate with flavors like coconut, almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel. And they have these limited edition flavors. Right now, they just sent us this grasshopper flavor that is out of this world. Get in on the action. If you haven't, First of all, why not? And second of all, we're going to make it easy because we are giving you a discount. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. That gets you 15% off the best tasting protein bar ever, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar ever. All right, that's it for us this week on the podcast feed, but we are doing a Friday live show on Twitter, 6.30 Central Time on the Twitters, answering your questions, hanging out, just just having a fun time, maybe have a drink or two and, and talk some ball. Should be a fun time. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, including the Odyssey app. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. 